That's a fun one. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're talking you know what I'm about saying? here tonight. To caress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 174, entitled, Love Your Neighbor as Yourself. What does it mean to love others? What does it even mean to love yourself? Can we apply this to every emotional need? We'll be talking about some of that at the table this evening. So pull up a seat and join us. First-time listeners, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com forward slash live. Or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes or so of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime, lunchtime. In, in, in Rome. Rome. In Rome. Rome. Lunch. I'll go first. What's up, everybody? Sorry, <laughs> I, got a, I got a bone to pick. <laughs> As I, I feel like uh, George Costanza's dad. Got a lot of problems with uh, you people. Got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. Uh, so I feel like right now I'm in a season, like my cup is full, and that's not a good thing. I know sometimes that's yeah, a no, good no, thing. Not that cup. Yeah, not that cup. Um, this is the emotional cup that, like, we just we don't have anything else to give right now. And, you know, things start coming out of that cup that you don't really want to come out. Mm. Um, but, like, it, my my whole theme... This week has been like, why can't this just go the the <laughs> way it's supposed to go? Why, you know? Why is it going to be so hard? You know, per, like perfect example, we have our sun sails out in the back that mm-hmm. I took down for the season, um, and I took them down when it was convenient over the weekend, but I wasn't ready to like tuck them away, so I just I just got them down right and put them down outside. They're and, gone, and I saw that it was going to rain today, so I just quickly brought them into the garage just to put them in there, and I was gonna fold them up tonight you know well when i went to fold them up they're full of stink bugs oh yeah (laughs) i'm like great like it's just that one like one more thing now i have to go through and not like an alarming amount of stink bugs like oh my gosh we're infested we gotta call somebody like enough that it's like an annoyance that i can't just fold this up i need to like go through i need to like un unfold it completely you know get get it all get get everything laid out so I can see everything that's in there and get it all cleaned out. It was just like one more step. That's where you're at. Is like one more step. One more step. Like, like I just want to fold this up. Serious? I can't just fold this up right now. Like that's all I want to do. And then it's things like so Amy got in a little fender bender uh, a couple weeks ago and we got a rental car. She accidentally left the garage door opener in the car. Mm. And we just want to get it back. Could happen mm. to anybody could happen to anybody we just want to get it back that's all i'm not i'm not even i'm not angry at amy at all like we just want it back and she's called i think about three or four times at this point which each one takes more energy and it's you know the the guy i'll say this kid on the other side of the line (laughs) who doesn't know how to handle customer service like this is one of those things where like i'm just like 
I'm fed up with like the way customer service is now. Like there's no customer service. Like you don't like Amy has to do their job. So like mm. she's calling and saying, "Okay, so when when are they co- when are they coming back?" You know, well, we don't know cuz the the garage, you know, they they haven't had a, like a complete timeline to fix their car, so she still has the car. We've called them. Okay. Your next line should be Mrs. Hammond we will call you as soon as the car comes back or as soon as we know when it's going to come back and we will personally go out and get that garage door open for you and keep it locked up until you can come in at your convenience to get it. Right. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. Why can't you just say that? Like, and that's like, that's just been our like life. It's just like, why, like, why is this so difficult? Why is everything just so difficult right now? And like, it's like, I'm like, <laughs> we just had, I just had a horrible evening with Maggie. Mm. Like she was just out of her mind, tired, hungry, couldn't solve any of her problems. Four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> like, you know, that's Bri- a problem Bri- in Bri- <laughs> Brian said, it's almost like four-year-olds can't understand emotional needs. And I'm like, well, most adults don't. So how oh. could a four-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> like it's just been that and it and like so much of that so uh, getting a little warm in here <laughs> it, it does just it grinds it grinds on you grinds and, my gears and takes those that that those mar- that marginal energy that you have to to get by in a normal hard time or you know um just the normal stretch, that extra energy reserve that you have is being sucked up by these meaningless, but not meaningless things. Right. <clears throat> well, and in their totality, sting bugs, that's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. Remote. It shouldn't be this annoying. annoying. Yeah. Tough four-year-old period. <laughs> that's annoying. You know, so it's, it's the combination of the little things. And to a degree, especially sort of, you know, with you, your high need for acceptance, you know. <clears throat> And so, which to anybody who's listened for one of the first times is being loved, even though you've made a mistake. It's sort of a, you know, you got a little guilty thing going on. You know, you got in the back of your mind, everything's fine. Yeah. Right. So you don't even get the credit of, oh my gosh, that happened to you. Right. You know, it's like, no, it's <laughs> yeah. just everything's yeah. kind of happening to right. me. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to celebrate with you, even though you're not celebrating. Mm. Because nobody has said to you, horrific comfort, like, Hey, oh, that's too bad on your sale, sun sales of your beautiful house. Yeah, yeah. And you know that daughter <laughs> that you prayed for. And hey, at least you have insurance. I mean, people right. will say that. Yeah, yeah. But then you would kill them and then you'd be in prison. I know, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and I want to celebrate Chris. Me too. Thanks. Why? Well, because Chris just went through a car rental car a much oh, worse yeah. one a much worse experience wow. and at no point in time his exact words a couple months ago were we're having to do all the ins- the you know the insurance work right and we have to do that for them and you bit your tongue this whole time i was just slowly melting inside I well think. well because <laughs> you because you know emotional needs and i feel like it's a perfect example because somebody like you know, some somebody in Chris's situation oh, could say know. like, "Well, at least you don't. At least you don't right. have or without a car for months, right? You know, like or absolutely. just say, oh, yeah. man, I know exactly what you're going through. I just went through it.' Yeah, and you're like, great. It's not about me anymore. Yeah, cool, cool. Appreciate so I, yeah, man. I appreciate you, Chris, for not saying that. Limp Jay? along another day. I will <laughs> yeah. continue to just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've accomplished something today. <laughs> He's like, you know. Customer service reps, they have their problems too, you know, and so sometimes. No, I really do. I will chime in on this, though. I feel like, especially when you were talking about, we got to do your job for you. And that's what you were alluding to, Jay, is like, and it's not that, I mean, 
the insurance company did fine. The body shop did fine. In retrospect, okay, everybody did a nice job. But why do I have to be sort of this middleman making all the calls? Yeah. Like, why can't it just be kind of like what you said? Like, well, we will let you know as soon as. Like, Mm -hmm. why does it have to be... Oh, call back in six more days and try to extend it again. Oh, now, okay, now call back in six more days. Oh, now do, like, how about we just communicate and take care of the situation? Mm -hmm. Where's the rental car place? Enterprise. Out in Monroeville? Yes. Do you want me to center on her? (laughs) The muscle. (laughs) He's too busy talking to S&T about getting our loan extended Mm. for the church. He's on that? He's on it. Okay. So, I mean, he's, he's got a lot going on. He's a busy guy. He's got a lot of quotes coming in on the house. And, hey, we go right back to that. Why can't people just be excellent? Like, you're saying everything's fine. Right. And it's kind of not. Yeah. It's I, fine. It's, it's not good. Uh, classic Adam Carolla line. Don't, Don't do, do your, your best. best. Do my best. Do my best. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tell it to all your students. Yeah. All your, all really, your elementary good, school students. That's a good thing. Don't do line. your best. Do my best, <laughs> kids. And nobody ever says, hey, I did my best after accomplishing anything. Exactly. Right. It's always an excuse. It's, well, I did my best. Well, it wasn't, did you good, really? it wasn't good enough. No, it so wasn't. do my best. <laughs> and speaking of why should it be harder or more difficult? Um, my parents, speaking of my dad too, my mom, um, they had a roof put on a couple weeks ago now, oh. which was no, I didn't know that happy occurrence. Well, that's yeah, that's, it started off with this, <laughs> this crew coming, oh, coming out of, what do you mean uh, this crew, this, of, of younger gentlemen of, um, they were the, not Caucasian. I'm not. I, I don't know how to say this anymore. I don't know how to even describe people. They did anymore. not speak very good English. They they could not well. speak English well, and um, they were young. And the they whole don't talk so good. The whole thing got started with them just not being able to communicate. And then my mom sees one of them just peeing right in her yard, and uh, so they had. Rod to, goes out. Only I do that. No, my yeah. Well, my. <laughs> Wait, are these the roofers? Yes, yeah. these are the roofers. I was so confused. All right. Yes. I thought people just emerged from the woods. And- <laughs> <laughs> We're coming. not there yet. <laughs> they came in the form of deer, but then transformed into humans peeing. Um, so my dad told them to leave. The uh, Another foreman came back. It ended up getting straightened out, but it was it was just one of these things like, you're a professional roofing company. Yeah. Let's let's get off on the right foot. And this is a guy who's on TV. Like I personally call all my customers to make sure that they're happy. And and he never ended up calling them even after all of this. So that was that was kind of a bummer. Um, I had a dream last night to change topics. I had a dr- it was actually this morning. Um, I was just out cold this morning, and I woke up out of this dream. And Abby, my eleven year old. I looked out into the driveway and my parents' blue forte was there in the driveway. And Abby was in the house and I realized that she had driven home from my parents. Now, my parents only live five minutes away, but she'd driven home and on the way stopped and got a gallon of milk for us. And so I was I was confused. I was um, like admiring her and I was also horrified that my parents would let her drive. And But also at the same time, it was just like, yeah, I, guess, I mean... Well, Gigi was terrified by the guy peeing on the lawn, so I mean it makes sense. <laughs> but like but like in my mind in my dream I was like all right, it's Abby. She she's fine. She like, could she, totally she, do she it. cooks, she bakes 
I would let her drive me home. <laughs> well, and I was talking to her, and I was like, in, in my dream, I was talking to her. I was like, were you scared? She's like, no. I was like, did you drive well? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I got milk. <laughs> and then, then after I woke up and thought about it, I was like, why didn't I dream of Ethan driving? Because he's like, you know, on the precipice. Because it wasn't right. a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, I've already let him drive, and he's driven well. Three times in your story, I forgot that it was a dream. Just letting you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, what? You could probably totally oh, no, see no, Abby no, no, doing no. that. Like, eh, okay, Now, did you Makes wake sense. up? It was one of those dreams that was so real, and you're and you're like, Abby wakes up, and you're like, wait, you didn't drive home yesterday, did you? <laughs> I, was, I was a little bewildered, but I did have a dream last week, and I can't remember what the exact dream was, but I remember waking up, and it probably took me a good five minutes to Ugh. actually come way. back to wait a second that that was a dream. I am actually awake. Like it was it was a powerful dream. Yeah. I, I and obviously I don't remember what it was. But um, have you yeah. ever had one of those ones where like somebody did something in the dream and like you really thought they did it? Oh, and you wake and up mad at them. Oh, yeah, really so angry. angry. Yeah. And then you wait, and, and then you, you really think they did it, or it's or, or it's just complete relief. Like oh my goodness, thank you. It was a dream. Yeah, right. You know? Oh yeah. Once you realize, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, when yeah. I was first coaching, my first year coaching at Woodland Hills, I am probably twenty one, maybe twenty two. Wow. And I had a dream of one of the seniors on the team who could have been could have been 18 could have been 17 that she was uh courting me nothing sexual at all but was showing interest in me in yeah. this dream the next day at practice i was like <laughs> i couldn't look at her i mean it was just like <laughs> and nothing happened in the dream but i was just like nope not gonna talk to you until you graduate and then i'm um, never again i think so, it's yeah. amazing it's uh, maybe this is gonna be an episode about dreams but probably not um uh, how much the emotion sticks with you, though, because I had a dream about you guys, you three, the other night, and I can't even remember the topic, but I was so angry. There was something that, like, a topic for the podcast. No, I couldn't oh. remember the topic from, of my dream. Uh, well, but you just were mad at us. But I was mad at you guys about <laughs> something. I think it was especially Brian, and I have no idea why. I mean, it makes sense. Especially. It does make sense. <laughs> no, I'm just sure. But Brian yeah, pushed a button. It's just like, this is like three days later. No idea what the dream was Still about. Still a little pissed. Still kind of <laughs> angry at you, Brian. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. Well, I, I had a dream last night if we're on the angry. dream topics where I was out with Rachel. We were somewhere and we were like at a bar and I wanted to buy a drink or whatever. And I was looking through and like my wallet has like maybe five or six things in it. But I couldn't find my ID, and the rest of the dream went weird and kind of haywire. And I woke up, and I'm like, now, why wasn't I able to find my ID? Like, what, what's that about? Because I love to interpret people's dreams. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because, And I don't do that in any kind of psychic way. I just take what I know about them from their emotional needs and apply what they're going through in life and apply it to them. And they're always like, oh, how do you know that? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, it's not really hard. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't know where my identity is right now. Hmm. Ooh. And so that's sort of a segue into uh, where I am right now. And that is stretched thin. Yeah. Not in a your kind of way. Mm. Like nothing's really wrong. I mean, the coaching, we've had a good bit of drama this year. And, you know, I've certainly talked with you guys about it. Um, and that's why I was sort of late to the podcast today, dealing with an issue that won't go away, that has, it really has nothing to do with me other than the fact that I'm the coach. Um, 
But <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess my point is, I have I couldn't have done anything less wrong. Yeah, I, I, right. you know, there's times where you're like, oh no, you misunderstood. It's like, no, I was just doing what a coach does. Yeah, was, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, fulfilling playing. the literal job description yeah, that I have exactly here. Exactly what I'm called to do, and doing mm. it doing it well. In that, I've had confirmation. Like, yes, you have made the right decisions. Oh, okay, so I'm going to be penalized for that by not anybody in the administration. And, right, core you know, public opinion of yeah. Yeah. And so I had lunch today with a guy who does Young Life at Alderdice, a guy named Sly. He said he's going to start listening and he's going to come sit at the table at some point. Not Sly. Sly. Not Sylvester Owusu, who broke my heart when he quit volleyball Mm. uh, because that's when I just started announcing for volleyball. And so I would say, number five, Sylvester Owusu. And he quit, and then it was Josh Brown. (laughs) (laughs) What about me, Sly? What about me? No, but Sly's a dynamic. uh, I mean, he's a poof. And we were just talking about coaching and everything else. We took it away from my point. Where was I? Coaching, decision-making. Oh, so I explained to him that I like to multitask. Mm -hmm. And as a Young Life staff guy like he is, you know, we're always told on young when you're on Young Life staff, you're spinning like eight plates, yeah. whether it be your own ministry, teaching others ministry, raising money, dealing with a committee, you know, public everything else. And and we were always taught don't let the money fo- plate spin, you know, fall, mm-hmm. and don't let the ministry plate fall. You can let all the other ones fall. And I said, you know, I, I exist in that world. I said I might have too many plates. Mm-hmm. I said, I, you know, I, I got a lot of things going on, and that's yeah. good, and I need that. I don't know if I need that many. So yeah. Maybe that's why I had the dream about the. Uh, the ID being missing. Hmm. All right. But we're hanging in there. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. Me? Hi. Well, uh, I'm sorry. No, we no, don't listen. want to cause any more dreams. And this so is as good, your right. leisure, just <laughs> I'm already on thin ice, <laughs> well, apparently. Can you guys just back off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as, as I've mentioned many times lately, you know, there's just a lot also going on for us and it's been everything from the car to health issues to whatever i'm gonna be very distracted tonight i could just feel my brain not Mm. able to focus because there's just we've got a um my wife amy had a surgery last friday and we now have a follow-up meeting tomorrow and there's just there's just there's a lot what time is up 9.30 9.30 a.m. Well, get it over with. Right? Yeah, get it over Absolutely. with. First That's thing, what I'm about. First thing in the morning. I kind of wish it was like 7.30. Do I need to eat to celebrate or eat my feelings? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like based on their news. You were meaning like as if you were Chris. You need to know that. Sure, but I'm, uh, I also I have. Ready. I'm also invested in the day. I was ready to give him a call and say, listen, <laughs> can you eat your feelings? Dude, let's go. Yeah. We'll go get pizza. No, he's going to we'll eat in celebration. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. But no, I mean... That's a big deal. It is a big well, deal. It's a big and deal. it's just like... Blech. Just when I was like... I feel like it was last episode, maybe two episodes ago, I was like, ah, things are finally calming down. I feel like we're going to hit like some, a normal stretch finally <laughs> Got after the Tesla so back. Long, right? Yeah. The shed. Remember? The, the shed, shed is up. The car is back. No kids on the shed. It's all good. <laughs> Get off the shed. Um... Maybe that's yeah, why you were, were mad at me in my dream because the other day I, I I I texted you in real life and I said I, I was kind of like upset that that they would make you wait so long with just leaving you with 
yeah, we thought it was going to be great. And I don't know. We're not, we're not right, so now, sure now. Because sure. like, um, t- to me, it's like, don't say anything until you need to say something. Because now you've gone a week and you're living in anxiety. Yeah. And, and the, but the, your, your response text to me was like, well, since you put it that way, <laughs> it was something like that. I was like, oh. That's... Right. Well, because that's not where I was. I, um, <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, you, that's one way to look at it. And the other way is, okay, would I rather be completely blindsided, blindsided. Mm-hmm. at you know at the appointment tomorrow where we thought everything was fine and now right slap, everything's you know? mostly yeah, fine so probably. the blind side or the week of anxiety and unknown right. like that's the toss up yes yes but that is a great example and that's what the first part of this podcast is always about you know, Brian, you're saying like, oh, yeah, I really joined him in his, I tried to join him in his emotions. And you're just like, nope. And you're like, I missed on that one. I you think his, his response after I said, oh, well, since you put it, you know, da, 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 he was like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted, not trying again. <laughs> hey, why don't you go dream about me tonight, Chris? Make him good. Every night, Brian. Every <laughs> but anyways, uh, to, to, was, were you done with that did Absolutely. you expand on that okay no, yeah. that's, that's just where i am and i apologize if my uh if i have even more stuttering through my sentences than usual because i'm just you just got a lot in your yeah. mind yeah. yeah absolutely yeah and you can you do all the what ifs you know like would i rather have bad news a week ago or good news this week or what if this one and the hard reality is it doesn't matter what you want mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you know it's gonna be 9 30 tomorrow maybe you know, you walk in there like, well, and you're like, no, 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 no. I want, you know, but it better be nine thirty tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> one would hope. Have you been to the doctor's office? One would hope. <laughs> one, one would hope. But yeah, the whole thing just sucks. That's all it is. Mm. And yet, ugh, ugh, hate it all because again, it could be this time tomorrow night. You're on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. Right. It's you, all good. Absolutely. You could just be loving life. Oh. You could loving yourself. You could be sitting here eating pizza with Eric. <laughs> or on the other hand, you could be sitting here eating pizza with Eric. Yeah. Looks um, like we're eating pizza tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for it. But no matter what, um, you know, obviously we're here for and with you guys and all of that. Um, and I'm glad I don't even have to say that. Yep. And I'm glad that we get to sit here every week and talk about all of this. We had a podcast two weeks ago or three, two episodes ago, about respect. And if you want to look at it, it's episode 10, nope, 172. 172, and at exactly the one hour and nine minute mark, we stumbled into tonight's topic. And so if you want to hear where this mm. all started, uh, it's, it's a great couple minute explosion of discussion. <laughs> and it started with the Bible verse that says, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we said we got on in one quote in that moment was this is a podcast all, Mm -hmm. you know, in and of itself. And so that's where we're heading. We're looking at it today. Um, One person already commented on one of our feeds, our good friend, Chrissy Fraccioni. And she said, y'all get so deep. (laughs) (laughs) Said she wishes she could watch. But alas, life calls. Here's my two cents worth. I feel like the love is there. 
but much of it is outweighed by fear. Those who hope are able to express love, but those who've lost hope find it hard to surpass the fear factor without lashing out. Mm. What fear? The fear of uncertainty. What's coming next? The health scares, the political scares, the war in Ukraine, the cost of living. Gosh, I'm depressedly reading this. Those who lack the hope of seeing a better day seem to be the ones in a dark place. They let fear take over. Love exists. Hope is what's dwindling. And then she adds her favorite quote, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Good old Frank Herbert Dune? Yeah. Or that's the name of the book From or the, the movie, yeah. the novel. The movie, the novel. Um, and I, I wanted to lead with uh, Christie's comments great because comment. I think it's where we're going to end. Mm. At least... Good or transition. But tonight, we're just going to break it down. And we've put together one of our little outlines that we like to do. And I don't know if we're we going to post that, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll I be like in our show notes. And uh, if you'd like our show notes, we do email them out. Um, Where are they find the Lunchtimeinroom.com. And uh, you can sign up for email there. You can take the relational needs questionnaire. There's a option to sign up for email there. And uh, yeah. while they're there. Might as well. Just go ahead and give us a five-star review. Uh, absolutely. That would help other people find our podcast. That's why we ask for it. It's not a vanity thing. Right. It helps bump it up. It's not an ego thing. It really is part of trying to get more people to hear the podcast. Yeah, not everybody gets it like I do. Right. Search engine optimization and whatnot. Bam. You were about to say something. The moment has passed. It's fine. Um. Uh, it's about the outline. <laughs> no, well, Okay. You you said we you know our outline and I was just going to ask you when like a doctor you started referring to yourself as in the plural. Oh, well because doctor. it's our outline. It's but the lunchtime in room. But you do outline. such a good job with them. That's all right. And you help clarify today. So together uh, we put it together. It's a group effort. So we figured if we're going Appreciate to be talking you, about love, we should define love. And if we're going to define love, why don't we go ahead and look in the dictionary? Merriam-Webster. Love is a verb to hold dear or to cherish. To feel a lover's passion, devotion, or tenderness for caress. Sorry, caress. To fondle amorously, to copulate with. Sorry, they're like bulleted out weird. To like or desire actively, take pleasure in, love to play the violin. It's an example. To thrive in the rose loves sunlight. All right, let's break this down. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> right. like now, mind you, there is the noun, but I chose the verb because okay. that's what sure. we're talking about. To right. love, to so hold dear, or to cherish. Right, 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 right. So I wait. I, I want to interrupt you, and I, and I want to just because I was so excited that Eric, who has the only one who's because he's so busy with so many hiccups and annoyances during the day, didn't get to read the outline, and I didn't even mean to do this, but he goes ahead and reads <laughs> the most complicated <laughs> part of the outline. Well, it goes right to into fondle. <laughs> Amorous. Yeah, the final You know what I'm saying? That's what we're talking you know what I'm about. Saying? To caress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It is in all caps. To copulate to with. <laughs> okay, so basic basic definition of, of how to love, right? So if you hold something or someone dear, in other words, you cherish it. Correct. I think that is a very that's a very broad example or understanding of that is what love is you you cherish something and so then therefore what do you do with that right so mm, mm. we get into the next part i was waiting for somebody else to well, no i'd like to comment more on miriam webster's definition of the verb to love not not the noun right no the verb what's the noun 
like love is like a like a feeling. Love is right. kind. Love is, okay. No, that's no. more describing. No, okay. like the love. Like I have love for you. Oh. I'm in love with. Man, this definition. This definition is not good. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's about as good as how I read it. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not that good. <laughs> it it's to me, if I may be a pastor for a minute, it is a great definition or example, not definition, example of the secular view of love. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. It's of things and it's to hold dear or cherish. Okay, great. What does that even mean? And then it gets physical mm-hmm. and sexual. Yeah, I would even say like in even secular, it's not great. No, but it's certainly not what we're talking about. Right. Right. And it does get into a little bit like, um, well, this is still things, but you know, you can love to play the violin. That's not a very um But that's still not let's not love. Right. It's yeah, not a verb. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a verb. Um I think the only the only thing the only word in here is that I feel like is <laughs> that is like I thought it, you were going back to fondle. <laughs> no, <laughs> the only word I'm really I mean, interested in. Who doesn't in here. love a good fondle? No, I know what um, you're gonna say. Cherish. No, devotion. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say devote. I mean, and yeah. cherish. You devote. You know, it's sure. kind, of, kind of coincides with that. But, but devotion, I feel like is is a good word for love. But so, if I'm gonna complain about the secular, let's go ahead and just crack open the Bible. Bam. Biblical definition: agape. The Greek word agape is often translated love in the New Testament. How is agape love different from other types of love? The essence of agape love is goodwill, benevolence, and willful delight in the object of love. Unlike our English word love, agape is not used in the New Testament to refer to romantic or sexual love, nor does it refer to close friendship or brotherly love, for which the Greek word phalia is used. <laughs> Philia. Do you want Philia. me to read this? Agape love involves <laughs> Agape love involves faithfulness, commitment, and an act of the will. It is distinguished from the other types of love by its lofty moral nature and strong character. Agape love is beautifully described in 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love is patient, love is kind verse that a lot of people hear at the wedding, and that's about it. And never again. Never again. (laughs) But wait, I want to break that down a little bit, because what really stuck out to me is an act of the will. An act of the will. That you're choosing. It's a choice. You are choosing Mm -hmm. to love somebody. Right. And so, and I'm not saying what love is and what love isn't, but I'm sort of saying with the context of what we talk about, mm-hmm. it is an, it, you're choosing to do that. You can very easily choose not to. And I, I tell couples when I marry them, speaking of the marriage verse, you know, you're choosing to love this person for the rest of your life. That's why a wedding ring is not open-ended. Plus, it wouldn't really be much of a ring. But, you know, there's, there's no beginning. There's no end. You can't say, oh, I, I fell out of love. We, we were in love, but, or we, were, we loved each other, but we weren't in love anymore. And I'm not being very careful because I'm sure there's people who will listen to this who have said that. No, no, no. You're choosing to love this person for the rest of your life, no matter what. It is an act. It is a choice. And so I, I appreciate that in this definition. And lofty moral nature. That's because it feels good. It's not just because it's reciprocated. No, mm-hmm. you, you, are, you are saying, I am going to choose to love this person, whoever it is. And that's, there's valor in that. 
And that's why it's so it's so distorted in the world today because so much of the definition of love in the world is a feelings based thing. I remember when I bartended at at the hotel. Um, what was the name of that hotel? The Palace Inn. Yeah, it was. old Palace Inn, Mister oh. Monzo. It just popped into my brain. I see it clear as day right now. I had those are the best two, some of the best two years of my life. Um, but I, I worked in banquet, and so I got to see all different kinds of parties. That's where I met. Anthony DeLuca. I was just thinking about that. Um, I met him a couple times at a political fundraiser. Um, Rest in peace. Met some Steelers, but um, I did a lot of weddings, and it was amazing to see the variety of weddings come through. Mm. And like you could tell the people that had just fallen in lust, and you know they're just going to bang this out. Hey, let's do this because we gotta we gotta get married, um, and it's gonna it's gonna mean that you probably shouldn't cheat on me, but you might. You know what I mean? And then you did see the people where it seemed to be very genuine, but um, it in in so much of our culture and and the way that we view we view love, it is through the lens of emotion, and that is part of love, but it's not the entirety of love. And I think that's really where where we get a lot of things wrong right now as we as a society try to define what love is because it is a choice i think we lose track of just to tag on to that we lose track of love isn't always going to be easy or fun or like even happy in the moment like love can be a struggle love can be a little bit painful at times love can be and sacrificial yes 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 right and I unselfish. Mean, yeah. And, and that's not easy. And, and we can read those things and feel like it can still be rosy. Like, oh, I can read love is patient. Love is kind. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. But love is patient and kind even when... Nobody else the, is. <laughs> right. Or the other person is maybe even not being patient and kind to them. Mm-hmm. And like there's there needs... Like if you're in a relationship with somebody and, and, and you're not getting along, like... For that relationship to be fixed, one person has to start with wanting it to be fixed, and, and then obviously the other person needs to come along as well. But you, there needs to be some, like you said, some sacrificial mm-hmm. giving that's, you know, it's it's a struggle. So to a degree, Eric well, would okay. like to say. A little technical thing. Chris, if you could take your mic and tilt it so that it's facing you a little bit. like A little more erect. So it's like facing kind of down. Yeah, yeah there you go. Speaking okay, sorry, of. good. Um, so what we're doing is trying to say, okay, what do we talk about when we're talking about love? We've thrown Miriam and Webster out the window. Out the we sort of like agape there, but, uh, Chris, why don't you go with the others for, by the way, biblical definitions of love. We're going to look at two that I think most apply. So we're looking at philia right now? Correct. Okay. So philia conveys a strong feeling of attraction with its antonym being phobia, which we are familiar with. Which I think it's really important to point out with what Christy wrote. Yeah, yeah, because people are living in fear, it's hard for them to love. And here, in fact, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. And uh, biblically speaking, it's the most general form uh, used in the Bible, encompassing love for fellow humans, including care, respect, and compassion for people in need. For example, philia describes the benevolent, kindly love practiced by early Quakers. The most common form of philia is close friendship. Amen. <laughs> I felt that on the disc golf trip for my birthday. There you go. No, so I think it's. I think what we're talking about is a combination of the two. 
when you say sure. when we're what we're talking about, we're, when we what say we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about, yeah. when we talk about, hey, is there love out there? Oh yeah, are we loving people? You know that to give context of can you love others? Love yourself. You know we're talking about an this, act of the will of lofty moral nature. This is the setting of the lens, is what you're saying, through which we're going to talk about everything. Yes, I got you. Because on this podcast, when we talk about emotional needs, we're talking about both agape and philia. Yes, agapophilia. (laughs) Because that's how they talk about it in Rome. Yes. It's agapophilia. Yeah. I like it. Not It is now. Copophilia. That is a difference. It's a different thing. Not love at all. That's that fondle. So we kind of combine them (laughs) back to (laughs) fondle. Um. After you fixed his microphone dongle. <laughs> Copulate. There it is. <laughs> um, so uh, we've kind of come to our own definition of lunchtime and our own definition. And simply that's to meet somebody's needs. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to talk about that for a minute. Is that a simple or overly simple way to define love? To meet somebody's needs... Are you loving them by doing that? Or the opposite? Enabling them. No. Mm-hmm. Can you love them without meeting their needs? Oh. I mean, I, I don't think it's... I mean, it's not a broad statement when... Or to general... When, sorry. What overly. Say? Overly. No, because like when you dive into it, it's not. Because of it, their... It's not it, love? It, no, no, no. It's not too broad. It's not too broad because when you talk about emotional needs, you have to talk about the 10 emotional needs so that like you're getting very specific. So if you're meeting that person's emotional needs, you're, I feel like you're loving them in the best way that you can. It, it certainly sounds like philia, right? I mean, if you are reaching out to someone, meeting their needs, clearly if you know their needs, then you have, you're being thoughtful about it. You know something about them. You are trying to develop some sort of... Uh, brotherly relationship. You're caring for them. You're respecting yeah. them. There's compassion for so them. So even though yeah. the, that definition sounds simple, I feel like there's a lot of underlying factors that, I know, ha- that are there as well. Right. Yeah, I know for me personally, if, if, I am, if I am intentionally recognizing a moment where I'm wanting to meet somebody's need, I would say compassion would be one of the, pri- one of the motivating factors for me because I know that need is a hurt that's been unmet or um, you know, an emotion that's that's unmet or taken from them, and so in that I see I see a hurt. I see somebody that's hurt, and that that makes me feel compassion. So I think for me, if we're using the philia as a as a standard, then I would say probably at least for me, probably most of my motivation in meeting emotional needs does come from a place of of love. Right, and and again, I would still come. I would throw in agape as well because we talked about it's an act of will and it's lofty and moral the opposite of lofty and moral is shallow and immoral Mm. i'm only taking care of me right you know and so if we're going with our agapophilia definition you know i I would say it it does apply to both in that regard and I, i think we can break it down even simply by looking at the 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 positive way of defining it and the negative way of it not being defined and what i mean by that is can if I do something for you, if I meet your needs, we're going to break down needs in a second. Are you more than likely going to feel or sense love? Yes or no. Conversely, if I tell you that I love you, but I don't meet your needs, do you sense or feel that love? It would no. be it would be hard it would be hard to sense or feel that because 
words are very empty. It, it really, words can words can be full of life and power if you know that they are coming from a place of genuine authenticity, um, and especially when you are talking about the the meeting of needs of a place of love. So, um, words fortified by actions. Words fortified by actions. Which yeah. going back to the love chapter in the Bible, you're nothing more than a loud gong or a clanging cymbal. Right. And boy, we see a lot of that. So to answer the question, like, can you say that you love someone without meeting their needs? At, at least by our definition for lunchtime in Rome, no. Agapophilia. I think we're getting well, a t-shirt. Me, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> let me go on a little rant about church for a second. Oh, no. The reason you see so many churches that are dying mm. is because of this exact thing. They claim to be a place of love. Mm. They claim to be a place of safety and comfort. And yet, there's none of that there. It's all words without. Or it's very conditional. It's very, very conditional. conditional. Conform, yeah, or be cast out in a lot of these places, you know. Well, and I've seen even like pastors that have done things that, you know, and like we should hold pastors to a higher, you know, standard. Standard. Yeah, I hold Jay to the yeah. highest standard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yo. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should, you know. Well, that's biblical. But I've seen pastors that have been torn down and there's like no forgiveness it's like you're done mm-hmm. like you can't and i'm saying like so you're saying he needs to be perfect he needs to be jesus that's all the time that's what you're saying mm-hmm. now what they're saying is you gotta hide your sin better mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true that's, that's a, a that's a whole there's another whole podcast yeah did we ever talk about the matt chandler thing with you no are you aware of it mm-hmm. yeah who oh, could that's you go on for an hour um we can talk about that later. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying in general, could you go on for an hour about that? No. Oh, all right. You're like, I have my feelings. No. I, I'll give you three all right, minutes. All right. We'll talk about I this. Give, I give. Uh, yep, yep. All right. But that would be an example. Yeah. Right. Where he didn't do too much wrong. Benefit yeah. of the doubt for him because they, 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 that church, I think, especially holds. He, he's preached about that for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he took over for somebody who had made a few big missteps. So I think the standard there is extremely high, and he didn't. He, he had a moment where he didn't hit the standard. Right. Well, standard is the standard around here, right? Hey, next man up. Um, so, so go ahead. Yeah. To, well, I was just gonna say to bring it back in. So we're talking about like, can we love someone without meeting their needs? And we have four everybody, everybody, everybody. in the world, four basic emotional needs. Before we or, go, excuse me, four basic needs. Four basic needs, right? Yeah. But before we go, that Jay, you have. It's hypocrisy to say that you do. So can you elaborate on why you wrote that? Well, it's sort of the class, you know, the, the clanging gong or the clashing cymbal or the loud gong. You know, you can say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Okay. But you don't do anything for anybody. Yeah. Right. You're, you're not. That's you, a hypocrite. You are saying you do something mm-hmm. when you don't do it. Right. That I'm saying if what we just said is true, mm-hmm. then to say you love someone but not meet any of their needs, uh, it's hypocrisy. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's not true. I'm asking. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I'm putting that out there for comment. But do you think it can be unintentional? Do you think it could just be like? Do you think that there could be somebody that honestly believes that they love somebody else by speaking words without following actions? Not given in. Well, I don't want to say that so boldly. If we're looking once again, as you said, through this lens, you know, yeah, you can have this warm fuzzy. You know, a child loves their parents, but isn't 
Well, that's not true either. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> not really feeling that. Not right seeing now. Mags meeting any needs. Let's be real. <laughs> Do they? But you know, I would say like you know, a newborn baby isn't meeting your needs. Well, yes, it is to a degree because it's giving you a sense of belonging. Sure. It's giving you yeah. a sense of, um, you know, um, respect. Um, um, yeah, at least belonging, um, um, <laughs> uh, affection when they smile at you. And sure. You, could be, you know. Yeah. But. Certainly, you can have the other forms of love without meeting a need, but in these two, I don't. I don't see how. And Brian, I think you're saying, getting a little philosophical here, but you're saying the word hypocrisy is standing out to you as like if you're being a hypocrite, that means you're doing it intentionally, intentionally, intentionally. right? Mm. Yeah, because I, I mean, I do think there's people that honestly believe that they love somebody and just talk and just talk and right. That's, and they miss the mark. Okay, and they, maybe they right, miss they're the missing mark. it. Maybe, right. the, it's, maybe the idea then is to be attempting to. Mm-hmm. Like they think they are. Right. I mean, we're certainly going to be talking about that in church in the next two months, mm-hmm. where <clears throat> you think you're loving them. Mm-hmm. So, to I guess I would add then the word intentionally. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're intentionally not meeting their needs, you know, you're not even trying to meet their needs. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. be too harsh on people, but boy, we hear a lot of love out there. I got nothing but love for. Really? Because what do you do? Nothing. And that's why we're doing this because it does it, it does make you realize that a lot of the things that you say or do or think that you are doing might not have the depth or the authenticity behind them, you know? And 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 that's really the reason why we're doing this. And so I think especially with love, it, it this is an important episode for us because it is going to bring a depth for that person who may be like, I'm loving my wife whatever so well but you're just you're not you're you're just you're talking about it missing, you're not actually you're missing doing the mark it. You're unin- unintentionally mm-hmm. so we could say that you're it's unintentionally hypocritical to say that you do no i would say it's hypocritical to intentionally not meet somebody's needs <laughs> but what are needs <laughs> well and, and and so and heading into that i want to add one little thing i just thought to our definition please do because I, I was just glancing back up through philia and agape, and I don't think anywhere in there does it say that you, when you're loving someone, meeting their needs, you're giving of yourself, too. And maybe that's a given, but I think it's an important point that... Like your life force, your energy... I guess, you know, when, in our discussion, we use the word sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is obviously giving something up. But right. yeah, if you are meeting one of these four needs we're about to talk about, then you are... Whether it's, you're not selfish. You're exchanging, you're exchanging you're something. Right. Something. You're, you're giving something. You're giving time. You're giving energy. You're right. giving something to them right. love, from yourself. True love is the opposite of being selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Jay's, Jay's going through it in his brain, though. Mm-hmm. Jesus died because he loved us. That was not well, selfish at all. And like, Right. And if you're selfish, you're not going to try to meet anybody else's needs. You're mm-hmm. just going to try to meet your own. You know. Mm-hmm. And you may cloak that. You're meeting somebody else's right. needs. And, and that's we see that a lot in our world. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how we steal it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very good. Bam. So, okay, so four needs, right? So we, and, you know, we've mentioned this before. We have physical needs. Fondle. Food. <laughs> killing me. Copulate. <laughs> I'm sorry. And also I'm food, sorry. water, and shelter, right? And look, that counts. Like, that. that is, in a lot of ways, the most obvious uh, if you you know if if you're not in a relationship with somebody, you can still see if somebody needs food, water, or shelter, right? Yeah. Um, but if you're giving, if you're helping to provide someone with those things, 
you're giving something so to yourself you're loving. A, does a prison guard love the prisoner when they deliver food, water, and the uh, roof over their heads? Sure. The pri- That's the funny. Prison, I would say the prison no. guard would, would love, no. love that. No, he's doing his job. Right. He's doing his job. And he's, he's being both have to be present. If you, if you are loving, mm. just because you are loving... Because you say you love someone does not mean you meet their needs. Mm-hmm. But if you just meet their needs, it does not mean you love them. Mm-hmm. This is right. so fascinating. Uh, yeah. So we're changing that. So you no. can't? No, I was going to say it no. could be. Like, we're not you changing could be, it. A, a prison guard could do it in a way that is meeting their needs. Like he could, he or she could do it in a way that's like. No, let me, I want to repeat what I just it. said. Yeah. yeah. If, if I say I love you, but I don't meet your needs, meet your needs, I'm not loving you. Mm-hmm. But just because I meet your needs Doesn't does mean. not mean I love you. Right. He can give them a plate of food yeah. and say, I hope you die. Right. He <laughs> met their need for food. Right. Mm-hmm. He does not love them. Right, right, right. Just because you're meeting somebody's needs does not mean you love them. Okay. But if you say you love them, our contention is you must be meeting, at least intending to meet, some of their needs. So we're expanding our definition a little bit. Well, Barely. Because it, Hence, it, a little bit under the last, it does say, can you really say you love someone without meeting their needs in, in the way that you have that? What there, we're adding is intentionally, right? Intending, yeah, intending yeah. to meet their needs. Um, intellectual need, uh, education, education and skills. So you have, you send your kids to school so that they can learn reading, writing and arithmetic, get them involved in a hobby. Mm-hmm. That's your intellectual needs, right? That's a, that's actually a really. I, I like that you put that down there because I think sometimes you don't even think about that. Um, I mean, as a parent, I think I think in a lot of ways, as society, like it's just to give you send your kids to school. It's it's like I think there's times sometimes where it's just mindless. Like I'm just sending my kids to school, but why? So that you can meet an intellectual need for them. Um, it's certainly it was, not a focal point. I'm sorry, Eric. I was going to say, but we're also like. We're created to create, you mm-hmm. know, we're like, we're that species that can create things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like by loving your, your kid, like getting them, getting them involved in a hobby, introducing them to a hobby mm-hmm. that, you know, or showing interest in the hobby that they've mm-hmm. kind of latched onto is loving them. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> it, so much of what we're stumbling into in tonight's time at the table is the, is the intentional component Mm -hmm. because sure how many parents get their kids involved in youth soccer Mm -hmm. or put them in girl scouts or whatever else and are they sitting there saying hmm yeah i love my child no i want i want their intellectual needs to be met i said i I too quick i i'm not knocking i said no too quickly but it's not intentional right right tammy down the street's got her kids in soccer they're checking the box right they're checking the box but it could be because I don't want to take that away from people either. Because I bet, oh, I, I'm sure. Oh, there no, are I'm, parents I was out very, there. I've, I've been very intentional about getting my kids and stuff. Yes, you yeah. know, there are parents out there who are like, I want my kid in. Yeah, Girl no, we're not saying no yeah. one does. Yeah, okay. But the, we're saying it's not in the forefront of your mind as a parent c- to sit there and say, hmm, I want to make sure I meet all four of their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had lunch again with Sly today, and he was talking about growing up because my dad was a great provider. Mm-hmm. You know, he made sure food on the table, rent was paid, whatever else. He goes, emotions? No. Yeah. yeah. You well, know. I yeah. think as far as the intellectual, though, that can that can also masquerade or maybe not masquerade, but um, may also manifest as a social thing because when you hear a lot of parents like, I got to get my kids involved in, in an activity, 
a lot of times it's because it's it's they want that social interaction but at the end of the day it isn't it isn't an intellectual thing because that social that socializing should stimulate positive intellectual um you know meeting of those needs can i mention you were just talking about sly's dad um and his dad was a great provider and that goes back to the intentional thing because we're saying that fit that okay so he was providing a form of physical love to his family but without being intentionally maybe aware of what needs were lacking or what what his child was now needing emotionally, emotionally for example right but he was yeah. very intentional i mean again it was a throwaway sentence in the middle of lunch but Assuming that I'm correct, he was very intentionally loving his family by providing. Right, right. He wasn't even the least bit aware of the emotional side of things because it was intentionally the meeting and, their emotional needs. You know, I, I think the past couple generations, especially from the male perspective, I'm not, there's no emotional needs. No. I I work hard. I come home. You better have dinner on the table because I'm providing that for you. The end. That's my job. You as the mother, your job is to do everything else. So. Absolutely. And I want to go backwards half a step to the motivation behind meeting our children's intellectual needs. Mm-hmm. I would, we could do a whole podcast on that because yeah. like, if I go back to when Trey was diagnosed with cancer, we immediately signed Joe up for jujitsu because yeah. we wanted him to have something that had nothing to do with Trey. Mm-hmm. And we wanted him to have this as his own little world that wasn't getting swallowed up by his brother's cancer. Yeah. And so that was, and, but again, jujitsu is such a wonderful physical, but also mental mm-hmm. and intellectual activity. So my, it wasn't inherently, you know, I was looking out for his emotional needs mm-hmm. that I don't want him to be swallowed up by that. And then he mm-hmm. did it for seven years and then he was doing it because he didn't want to make us feel bad by quitting. Mm-hmm. And so then we stopped doing it, but for the same, you know what I mean? For the same reason. So even my motivation wasn't, Oh, I want him to be well-rounded. I want him to be diverse. You know, was, I wanted him to survive his brother's cancer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I think that's an undervalued motivator is I don't think many people are like, oh, I want to love my kid by giving them. No, wait, no, the, the, I think the intellects of our world, we want to, we want to expose our children to the arts. We want to, you know, I mean, there is that. So I'm not saying nobody, but I'm saying a lot of the, the intellectual needs are met unintentionally. Yeah, totally. Phew. That took us a while. <laughs> Especially great. in it's the great. form of love or in the, in the understanding of what love is, because I think we're so conditioned to think of love in the emotional side so as soon as we start thinking about physical or intellectual now is that love and we can you know we debate all that but in our definition that's that's where we're going with it and i want to give one last example and it'll be very brief i always say that like with bella i want her to be a critical thinker i want her to be intellectual i do Mm -hmm. and i'm very intentional about that Mm -hmm. to the point where you know don't just look at tiktok and be like well this is what they said so it must be true and so I teach her to question everything. And I think I said this to at least one of you guys, that the other day she said, you know, I'm pretty sure they already have the cure for cancer. They probably just don't want to let it out. And I like, started to weep. I was just like... You get your tinfoil hat uh, out. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've never been more proud. I said, honey, I'm not saying that's true, but you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three on need, spiritual, a sense of being and purpose. Yet another huge area that I think especially more and more nowadays people are, are ignoring or looking in the really wrong places for. It's another two hour podcast. We yep. can do it on it totally this is. topic totally alone. Is. Yep. We could point out too that um 
in Faith most Community cases, church nine and eleven every Sunday. <laughs> Nine's a relaxed service. That's a good thing to point out too. But no, I was going to say that spiritual needs are interesting um, because you really can't meet them alone. As someone you love, you can't meet someone's spiritual needs. You can meet their physical needs. You can even meet their intellectual needs if you are, you know, familiar on the topic or whatever. But spiritual needs, you can come alongside them and you can, you know, assist, but you can't meet them. Isn't that interesting? I, 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 would, I get what you're saying. I would agree yeah. with that. I get what you're I, saying. I mean, yeah. It, like if we're if we're if we're strictly talking what we believe in right. in our faith, then well, and so I mean, in theory, like we you help, can't give me purpose. You can guide you to it. Right. 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 Yeah, I can give you, you bread. That's all we're, that's, I think, you know. You can't give me the sense of being. Like, that comes from creator. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And and I think that that becomes part of our role here is to help people. It's a two-hour podcast. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> you help people down the road. You're a guide. You're, a, you're, a, you're, you're joining them, but you're not doing you're it. You're joining them. them, but you're not. Leading the horse to water. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say encouraging. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the only right. need that you can only encourage it. Yeah. You know, I can say, hey, look, you know, again, you said creator and I wrinkled my nose because like a lot of people don't find their sense of purpose or being in a, in a relationship sure. with God. Yeah. It's in whatever. Yeah. So you could take them to the mountain and they're like, yeah, it's steep. As a worship leader, sometimes I look out and I'm like, <laughs> all right, here, like, this is exactly what I'm talking about is you can't, you can, you can do everything you can to exhort and encourage and then... You get an open mouth stare. Yes. <laughs> I said that was such to stay. Yes. <laughs> well, but, oh, that's another whole podcast. Yeah. It really move. is. But that's a that's so astute. I was going to say, that's a very you? good observation, Chris. No. Uh, moving on. Uh, emotional. Never Duh. heard of them. What? <laughs> Those are for women. <laughs> As Brian covered before. We're just working. And Duke. <laughs> <laughs> and Duke, right? right. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Duke's statement would be expanded to they're for women and from the devil. <laughs> um, I think we covered number two, right? Thus, if Thus, we don't, in fact, me. Yes, yes. I think it was a summary point mm-hmm. that, in fact, we're not. If if we say we love somebody, but we're not taking hit, you know, not intending. That's the big bonus to the outline tonight. Intending to meet any of those, no. I wouldn't call it love. So, do we want to wrap it up? Oh, here, I or do think we, we do. Yeah. I think this I, is I a great. This, this is going to open a whole. I would yeah. call it. A this went fast. Wow, really fast. Well, it's a wonderful. A no, it's 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 a nice. We've come full circle, and yet it's. I was going to say it's a cliffhanger because it lends itself into the very next thing we've been talking about. Okay, well, how do we love others? What do we do? What do we do? And now it's going to come back to. We have to start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I was. I thought you were going to say we've come full circle and yet gotten nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> but we've gotten to a firmer starting point. This this has been exceptional in my uh, mind. I mean, we've we've covered a lot of ground. Maybe uncovered if, a lot. I think. Oh, uncovered. No, covered and uncovered. Yes. No, and I think you know today. I don't know if you guys know, but I had I had lunch with Sly, oh, and uh, he said to me. And it was an embarrassing moment because he was asking about the podcast and he was, you know, oh, that's great. Tell me about it. And he goes, well, if I was going to listen to one episode, Mm. he goes, because I would just start with one. And I was like, don't, don't, (laughs) don't start with one. He goes, which episode would I start with? And I went, I'm going to let you know about that. (laughs) Like we should all, you talk about, you know, your elevator talk and all that stuff. Yeah. I think this would be pretty high up there. 
as far yeah. as like, hey, what are we all about? This is what we're all about. Yeah. And I don't think it's it was too highbrow. No. If you're if you're new, you know, you might hate us because we you know said a lot of things mm-hmm. or we're a little aggressive. My apologies for everybody who tries to meet needs and doesn't meet them. Yeah. Intention is the point. But I think I think to your point, Brian, it's that's it's a pretty good synopsis of what we're all about. Right. There's a lot of meat, but it's not too hard to chew. Well, and how? <laughs> and I think as far as aggressive, like there's a need for that too, though. Like we want to fondle. We definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely want to fondle. Gonna say it again. No, no, no. Go ahead. I I'm was sorry. going to say no, fondle, but then gonna... he said meat and chew, and I, I meant, was like, "Well, I can't go there." I met, I met my quota. <laughs> but Chris, yeah, but, but being aggressive in a way that we want the point to be made that not enough people are doing this. Nobody's perfect. We are not perfect at it. Jay's pretty close. Um, but it's something we need to start focusing on yeah. if we're going to improve mm-hmm. our lives, the lives of those around us, the everybody. I mean, it's just that's that's the point of this is the more people that um, start thinking this way, the more it, it can affect it, positively so many people. It really is amazing to me how the so much of this turns on intentionality. It's going to be our new uh, catchphrase. We can talk about more of that later. To that same end, I want to point out that this isn't necessarily all the lovey-dovey soft stuff. You know, we make that emotional needs um, sort of gets the bad rap for mm-hmm. because, and I, you know, I keep looking at Duke's quote from earlier that we couldn't read live. <laughs> um, you know, when he said, "As an engineer." I find emotional needs, I, I used to find them to be in the way. And then I realized they're the tools to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And it's one yeah. of the things that I, I think I feel burdened by a lot in what we know and what we have learned and what we teach. This is going to help you in every facet of your life. Yeah. You know, you meet the emotional needs of your boss. You're going to be, you're going to be promoted. You know, you meet the emotional needs of your neighbors. You're going to have peace. You're going to meet the emotional needs of your kids. Gosh, they're going to be healthy here. You know, and so it's not just, hey, for your marriage. It's not just in your right. your closest relationships. It's just a wise way to go about your life, and you'll be a better person and better off for you. So I want to have Duke back on and talk from an engineer's perspective, the tools and how it works from that mindset. It's another podcast. We have so many more podcasts now. So many. Well said. This is so fun. Uh, And with that, we're going to wrap up episode 174. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Get a little warm in here. Well, Gigi was terrified by the guy peeing on the lawn, so I mean, it makes sense. Just back off! (laughs) (laughs) So, do I need to eat to celebrate or eat my feelings? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to know for the rest of the day. Well, it's very conditional. It's very Very conditional. conditional. You know, a child loves their parents, but isn't... Well, that's not true either. (laughs)